to everybody tonight. Hallelujah. What a joy it is for all of us to be together. Antioch North and Antioch West, Antioch Central misses you. Amen. What a great time to be together. And uh, if you're a guest tonight, wherever you're from, we welcome you. Part of this service. I know this will this will create some momentary chaos. I understand that, but why don't you just? Look around. You don't even don't have to get most of you without even getting out of your seat can find somebody and handshake reach of you that you don't even know. So why don't you just greet somebody? Shake somebody's hand if you do know them. Tell them how good it is to see them. If you are watching us online somewhere tonight, wherever you're watching from, wherever you're joining us from, we pray that you're blessed by this service as well. Amen. Obviously, they are not here tonight, but in their absence, we give honor to our bishop and to Mother Wright tonight. Praise God. They have been in Singapore, will be returning home this week, so keep them in your prayers as they travel back. Also, prayer for their refreshing and recovering from jet lag and all of that wonderful stuff amen praise god so there's a few folks that are used to this a couple of you aren't used to this yet so i'll give you a moment to adjust Hallelujah. Praise God. So, amen. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. My brother texted me a couple of weeks ago on Friday. Did I see you with glasses on last night? He said he had to go online and check the archive to confirm, so... I have fought it for a while. I've had the glasses for a year, but I've fought using them publicly for a while, so I finally have swallowed my pride and joined a bunch of you other distinguished folks. So, praise God. Hebrews chapter 11, 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 13. These all died in faith. You know, it's one thing to live in faith. It's another thing to hang on and still die in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. The Amplified says it like this way, verse number 13. These people all died controlled and sustained by their faith. If I'm going to be controlled by anything, I think I'd like to be controlled by faith. But not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having seen it and greeted it from a great distance by faith, and all the while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth. Now those people who talk as they did show plainly that they are in search of a fatherland, their own country. If they had been, my, if they had been thinking with homesick remembrance of that country from which they were immigrants, they would have found constant opportunity to return to it. But the truth is that they were yearning for and, yearning for and aspiring to a better and more desirable country. That is a heavenly one. For that reason, God is not ashamed to be called their God, even to be surnamed their God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for he prepared a city for them. I'll draw your attention back to number verse number 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them. And this is what they confessed, that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. They were strangers and pilgrims on earth. The old timers would say it like this. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And I can't feel at 
In this world, any. 
Thank you, Jesus. I want to preach to you tonight for a little bit on this subject. Passing through. Passing through. Brother Bond, if you just want to stay over there and every now and then just do a little something, that'll be all right. I mean, you don't have to, but if you want to, you know. Y'all can't see it, but part of it's about the socks. It's, it's the red socks. Not the Boston Red Sox, because there wouldn't be no anointing here with that. But you may be seated. God bless you. Hebrews chapter 11 is known as faith's hall of fame. I don't think that's theologically what it is, but that's what we have come to call it. We find throughout this passage numerous reminders of what was accomplished by faith. The verses we have read tonight says that there were some that died in faith. They had not received what they had been promised they were going to get. They had not seen the fulfillment of what God said He would do. And yet the Bible says they died in faith. They did not breathe their last breath and begin to question and doubt, but they died in faith because they had seen the promises afar off. And they embraced them and they were persuaded of them that God was going to do what He said He would do. I wonder if we've got any living folks tonight that are fully persuaded. I wonder if we've got any living folks that are still embracing. It may be far off. It may look far off. But is there anybody in this place tonight that you have embraced the promises and made up your mind? I may not have seen it fulfilled yet. It may not have happened yet. But God is faithful to do what God said he would do. But what I really want to draw your attention to tonight is what they realized they were. They understood that we are strangers and we are pilgrims. That wherever they were, whatever the circumstances were, they were not at home. They understood we are just passing through. We may be living here right now. This may be where our dwelling is, but this is not where home is. We are strangers. We are pilgrims. There is some place else that we are going. Adam Clark's commentary says this, Strangers were persons who are out of their own country, who are in a foreign land. Pilgrims were sojourners only for a time, not intending to take up their abode in that place, nor to get naturalized in that country. They understood, I am not supposed to become like where I am. 
I am not supposed to adopt the cultures of where I am living. I am not supposed to take on the identity where I may be dwelling. I am going someplace else and I get my identity from where I'm going, not from where I am. I get my values from where I'm going, not from where I am. I get my beliefs from where I'm going and not from where I am. I think based on where I'm going and not where I am. He goes on to say this, how many use these expressions professing to be strangers and pilgrims here below and yet they claim that they're strangers and pilgrims and yet the whole of their conduct spirit and attachments show that they are perfectly at home they profess that i am a stranger and i am a pilgrim but they are at home with where they are a stranger and a pilgrim how little consideration and weight are in many of our professions whether they relate to earth or heaven. So it is one thing to say, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. It's one thing to say that, but it's a whole nother thing to really live it. It's one thing to profess it. It's another thing to demonstrate it. I have had the privilege of being able to travel overseas several times. I've had the opportunity two different times. One when I was single, the second time, thankfully, when I was married, because it was much better having somebody with you that you had as a companion. But I have spent a couple of months overseas two different times, and I understand we've got some folks in here, you've got rougher stories than mine. I know we've got some military people here tonight that I'm sure you're stories make mine seem like nothing so all I have is my stories I give you the the right after church if you want to be a topper and top mine I'll listen because I'm sure yours is way more worse and I am not saying mine is bad I'm just saying under the circumstances it's what I experienced okay the first time I was about 18 years old, I was 18 years old, turned 19 while I was gone, and that was in the country of Brazil. I had the chance to travel into the Amazon. We, we were able, some of you have no, know, some of you have heard, maybe you've seen on Facebook, Brother Benny DeMerchant, a missionary for over 50 years in the nation of Brazil, particularly in the Amazon, just passed away. Brother DeMerchant was a pilot. He flew a plane that was a float plane and would land it in the interior of the Amazon on the Amazon River. And I had the great opportunity to be able to take a flight in that plane as he flew us into the interior of the Amazon. And he dropped us off and left us. And it was a very lonely feeling watching that plane fly away. <laughs> We were in some village somewhere in the middle of the Amazon. There was no telephones. There was only electricity two times a day, operated on a generator at two hours each time. 
We slept in a hammock. We bathed with a coconut shell, dipping it into a thing of water and pouring it out. The toilet was a hole in the ground. Dinner was the kids arguing not over who had to go to the store and get the chicken, but the argument was over when they brought the live chicken home, which kid was going to get to cut the head off. I... I'm a meat eater. I love meat. I know some of you don't for various reasons. I love meat, but that just don't do my stomach very well when somebody's arguing over who's about to kill what I'm about to eat. To be honest, sleeping in a hammock was not all that bad, but showering with a coconut shell from a container of water was not the most wonderful experience that I've ever had. We had to travel to another village a time or two to be able to use a phone. But I understood. I was a stranger. I was a pilgrim. I was just passing through. I don't want to be unkind to anybody tonight, but if you're griping and complaining about what's going on in your world right now, there's a good chance you've gotten too much at home and you're not just passing through. Because when I'm just passing through, I can deal with a whole lot more than when I'm at home. When I'm at home, I want my sleep number on 55 because that's where I've finally found out that I think my sleep number bed works is at 55. I want my pillow. I like it firm. I don't like my head sinking into some feathery pillow. I, I like it firm and, 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 and I, I like my stuff. I like my house and I'll complain if my stuff isn't right. But I'll go spend a couple of nights in a hotel room on a feathered pillow that when I put my head on it, it doesn't feel like anything is there. And I'm not really going to fuss and complain all that much because if I can just hold on long enough, I'm going back home. And when I get back home, everything's going to be all right. I need to remind somebody tonight, this is not home. The most memorable experience in Africa was when we flew in Brother Grossbach's plane to a village in Africa and we stayed in a hotel. I think it had electricity, but for the entire hotel, 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 probably 10, 15 room hotel, the entire hotel, there were two bathrooms, two showers, whole hotel. That, that don't work. The bed was con, the floor was concrete. The beds were Twin beds with, I don't even remember, they really had a mattress. My wife and I took two single sleeping bags and zipped the two of them together. Well, yeah. Shared a twin bed because of the circumstances, but... Thank God for the circumstances tonight. But again, the bottom line was, I can deal 
with this. You've heard me, some of you heard me tell it before when we, when we, when I was in Brazil, Brother Kevin Howard, missionary son, now pastors in Texas, we're about the same age. We went there together. He had grown up there. He spoke Portuguese fluently. We traveled around. I preach, he interpreted. And, and, and at that point in time, I, I, I think my tie was right at the bottom of the belt buckle. It was at least to the belt buckle, but I think it was more so the bottom. And, and they had their ties. I, I, I wear mine a lot shorter now. I know I'm 45 and I shouldn't give in to the fashions and fads of this world, but I do try to keep up a little bit, just try to keep it moderated. So I know some of you are well beyond that. You've grown beyond that. You're more spiritual than I. I may get one there one day, but I'm not really trying to get there right now. So Brother Middleton walks in here tonight in his fine looking double breasted with his little flower and yeah. They did a banquet and in the banquet there were two of the Bible school students that imitated Brother Kevin Howard and myself. And when they came walking in the back of the, of the little room where we were having a banquet, kind of a party, whatever, they came in there and literally they had their ties tied about halfway down their legs. I did not change the way I tied my tie. I did not adjust the length of my tie one bit because those Brazilian brethren thought... I wasn't there. I wasn't from there. I was just passing through there. My identity. My identity came from someplace else. And I wasn't going to give up my identity for some temporary circumstances. Because I'm going to stay true to where I'm going, not where I am. Help me, Eliana. <laughs> Don't go back now. There is something called dual citizenship. I don't know if there may be some here tonight that have it. I know Brother John Hemus is one person that I know that now has it. Brother Hemus now has U.S. citizenship to go along with his European British with his British citizenship when you come into the country you're visiting or where you're going you show the passport of the country you're coming into that you have that citizenship with when you go back to where you came from you show the other passport of that country so you show the passport of where you are going, where you are residing, and you alternate passports. Somebody needs to put a passport on the altar tonight. Because in the kingdom, there is no dual citizenship. You don't hold two passports and show one passport when you walk in the doors of church on Sunday and then pull another one out when you walk into work on Monday. (laughs) 
Now I got to tell you, I have tried. I've tried, especially in England. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I guess we all are unique, but there's some things I think about myself that I think they even, they're even weird to me about myself, but I, I, I've never, I, I really regret that my time in Brazil, especially having been there for several months, that I did not do a better job of learning Portuguese while I was there, immersed in that culture. But I, I just, I, I got too much pride that I'm too worried about not saying something right, and so I just don't say it. But in England, it, it's a different sounding English, but it is at least English, so I can speak that just without the accent. I, I, I do try, if you've never been there, as awkward as this, this sounds, if you're in a restaurant and you ask for the restroom, which is very normal in this country, you ask for that there, you're going to get a puzzled look because, in fact, it's really not uncommon to just ask for the toilet. <laughs> you sat in a restaurant, especially a fancy restaurant here in this country, and the server walked up and you said, uh, could you please tell me where the toilet is? <laughs> that probably would not go over real well. But over there, you say, where's the restroom? And there's other terms that can be used. So, you know what? I, there, there's not necessarily something wrong with learning a little bit of language to be able to converse. Nothing wrong with learning a little bit of terminology to be able to get something across. But I don't change all of my language because of a visitation someplace where I'm just passing through. Colossians chapter 3 verse number 10 says this, And have put on... The new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Y'all, y'all need to get ready to swallow. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision. Barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free, but Christ. But Christ is all and in all. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I am not first and foremost an American. First and foremost, an American. 
You are not first and foremost a Korean or a Filipino or whatever other country, nationality you want to name if you were born again. Because when you were born again of the water and of the Spirit, you took on a brand new identity. You got rid of an old passport and you got a new passport. And so my allegiance is not first and foremost to the American flag but my allegiance first and foremost is to the old rugged cross Uh, Y'all did all right with the King James and what it had to say. Let's see if we can stir a little bit more up here. There is neither Democrat nor Republican. There is neither liberal or conservative. Because that is not my identity. My identity is I'm now a part of another kingdom. And whatever that kingdom values is what I value. Whatever that kingdom says is what goes for me. Well, preacher, that's just a little crazy. That's different. Okay, that's all right. I'm not from where you're from. I got my eyes on some place I'm going. I got treasure someplace else. I'm storing up something in a different place where moth and rust cannot decay where it doesn't matter what the stock market does that doesn't infect my investments it doesn't matter what the economy does because i have now become a part of another economy oh. let, let me just let me just tell you a little bit about the benefits of my citizenship in that other country I can get there. Here's the benefits of that other country. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. <laughs> I might be living here, but I am under the authority. Say, so, well, I don't know about that. We live it, it, it happens all the time. An ambassador gets sent to another country and that ambassador is not subject to the laws of the country they're in they are under the laws of the country they came from 
When you understand the situation, you don't resent the laws where you came from. And you understand the laws of where you came from, even though you're someplace else. We are ambassadors for Christ. And so here is what I am under while I live someplace that is not my home. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers under his wings. Shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against a stone thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet because he hath set his love upon me therefore will I deliver him I will set him on high because he hath known my name anybody know his name tonight he shall call upon me and I will answer him I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation it doesn't matter what the latest outbreak of some flu virus or this or that is it doesn't matter what the forecast for the economy is in the future it doesn't matter any of those things because I am the citizen of another country and I might be dwelling in this country but I've got a God who has promised that wherever you are, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous run into and they are saved. I am called to be an influencer not to be influenced you and I are called as strangers and pilgrims the the difference between the message tonight and the natural application is from a strictly natural cultural standpoint wherever I may travel wherever you may travel you don't go there and try to change them it's their world. It's their culture. 
It's what they've known. It's who they are. It's their food. It's their way of cooking. It's their way of doing it. I won't judge you for what you eat and what you like. You don't judge me for what I eat and what I like. When it's all said and done, I'm going back home. I'm about to cross a few folks' theology. Really, it works the same way in the spiritual. It's not my job to change the culture of this world. Handkerchief, where'd my handkerchief go? It's up there somewhere. Oh, there it is. It's not my job to change this world. The very definition of the church is the called out ones. Part of the reason religion and Christianity, if you will, is on the decline today is we got too many called out ones that are trying to go back and change what they were called out of. I have not been sent to go back and change what I was called out of. What I am sent back to do is find some other folks that want to get out of the darkness that I was in and show them the light. I don't, I don't know what you do. I, I don't know what you do when you're at the workplace or you're in public and somebody uses profanity. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of you that go on little tirade when somebody does that. I, it's not my job to change you. I, I, most of you have heard me refer to it for some reason or other many times before. Three mornings a week I go play racquetball. There's not a morning that goes by I don't hear somebody with the F word and all the other ones. And usually hear them several times. Used to, used to when somebody knew you were a preacher, they would refrain. And if it slipped, they would then apologize. Don't happen much anymore. But you know what? I, I'm not sitting there... I, <clears throat> I am a man of the cloth. How dare you use that kind of language around me? That's their language. That's their language. It's not my job to change their language. It's my job to show them there's a better way. But it's also not acceptable for the sake of not being embarrassed to then take on the language. You talk however you want to talk, but I'm not from where you're from. So I will not speak like you speak because my identity comes from someplace else. Let me just, not only is there not dual citizenship in the kingdom, 
There is also no, hear me, no, absolutely no, undercover Christians. Some of you think you're getting called to be a part of the narcotics division. Because when you go undercover, you take on the identity of where you're going undercover. Sorry, but in God's country, you all wear a uniform. And you recognize that you are something else. Well, let me hurry up here. Genesis chapter 41. Then spake, verse 9, Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants, and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And when he, and we, and we dreamed a dream one night, I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was with us a young man, a Hebrew. There was with us Egyptians. A Hebrew. There was with us Egyptians a stranger. A pilgrim. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams. To each man according to his dream he did interpret. And it came to pass as he interpreted to us. So it was me he restored unto my office and him he changed. Then Pharaoh who was... I think it's the verse or two before where I start. No, verse 10. Pharaoh was wroth. He was upset with his servants. He was upset with the Egyptians because none of them had an answer. And so when Pharaoh needed an answer, the butler said, I know. A stranger. I know somebody who is from someplace else. So Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment and, and came in unto Pharaoh. And you know the rest of the story. Pharaoh tells him his dreams, and he interprets his dreams. And so it was a stranger that when the Egyptians had a need, that the person that was turned to The one that had the answer was not somebody who was from the same place. 
The answer came from somebody who was just passing through. Joseph had a dream. And no matter what the circumstances were, he lived based on the dream. That's why after everything he went through, being forsaken, rejected, betrayed by his own brothers, sold into slavery, thrown into prison, falsely accused of committing adultery, that's why when his brothers finally showed up, instead of getting revenge on them, he was able to say, what you meant for evil. God, God meant for good. If you're here tonight and you know I'm just passing through, this is not where I'm from, this is not where I belong, then when things go wrong, when you face opposition, you can respond and say, what those around me meant for evil, God, God meant for my good. It was a little Hebrew slave. That when the captain of the Syrian army was facing leprosy. It was a little Hebrew girl. That had not been willing to take on the identity of where she was. Part of the reason I know that is because if she would have taken on the identity of where she was. She would have allowed bitterness to take over for the circumstances she was in. Because why tell the enemy the solution to his problem? If you know there's an answer and he's got a problem, it's a little bit of, what's the word? Not payback, there's a little more fancy word. Retribution. Justice. For watching him suffer. When you know where I come from. There's a man of God that knows the answer to your problem. Let me tell you something. If you just simply outwardly conform, but it's not on the inside, when you get amongst those that should see a difference in you, you will be resentful of where you came from. But when what's on the outside starts on the inside, I don't resent you for what you do because I once was lost but now I'm found I once was blind but now I see so 
since I was lost and I was blind, but now I'm found and now I see. I don't want to be influenced by the lost and the blind, but I want to be an influencer to say it doesn't matter where you are and what you're facing and how bad it is. I've got another kingdom that you can become a citizen. I will for as long as I live never forget the day my wife and I had the great privilege of walking into the hospital room of Sister Teresa Neiser. As she laid on that hospital bed and we walked in there and in just a matter of moments she began to talk about her faith that she was coming out of the hospital and going home. She believed that with all of her heart. And then it wasn't too long before the whole conversation changed that my wife and I were supposed to be there to comfort and encourage her. And next thing I know, she's sitting there preaching to us. She's sitting there encouraging us. She's speaking words of faith and encouragement into our lives. And I'm standing there going, this is not the way this is supposed to be going. You are supposed to be distressed and in despair because of the condition you're in. And we are supposed to be here to encourage you. But you are laying there not resenting the circumstances and the situation because as much as she believed what God could do, she also was a citizen of someplace else. So she did not resent where she was and what she was going through because she had faith and embraced if I've ever personally testified to someone dying in faith I will tell you I can testify that she died in faith I don't know all the details about the whole dual citizenship thing. I'm sure somebody here tonight is much more knowledgeable about it. But I am assuming part of the benefit of that is you get to more freely choose where you go. But you know what? There's some privileges that I have because I only belong to one kingdom. So I'm, I'm not going to try to change the world I'm in. I'm not, you know what, I, 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 we, are, we are a multicultural group. But I got to tell you, I, I, I'm all for some of you maintaining your culture. Forgive me for being... Whatever about my mo part of my motives for that, but part of my motives for that is your, some of your cultures got some really good tasting stuff. I don't want you to, I, I can get burgers anywhere. I can get, I can get what I, I can get, I can get that anywhere. 
So please, please don't stop. There's several things about this change last year that I'm not crazy about. And that's one of them because most of you folks that cooked that stuff left us. Egg rolls are a thing of the past. God send us some new folks at Antioch Central that know how to make egg rolls. And I know for you folks at Antioch West, I know this fella here, my brother, he ain't that crazy about my natural brother. He's not my brother from another mother. He's my brother from the same mother. I know he don't let something change. He ain't crazy about them egg rolls. I know Sister Fresina, Sister Mallory, Sister, I know where he lives. You just take him. Get him to him. We'll take care of it from there, I promise you. It's not about all of us becoming the same thing. It's not all about us becoming exactly alike, but it is about us deciding that whatever the culture and the nationality and the natural things I came from, I am now taking on the fact that this is no longer my home. I may used to have been from here, but I'm now from someplace else, and that's where I'm going, and I will not feel at home here anymore tomorrow morning when you walk onto your job when you walk into class when you walk wherever you may be going into the public circumstances or settings you may be in walk not with a self-righteous, stuck-up attitude, but walk with a confidence that I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. You can make fun of me if you want to make fun of me. You can mock things about me that are different if you want to. That's okay. I know where my identity is. And I understand that if I can just hang on that this world is not my home, then no matter what it is I'm dealing with and facing today, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon His face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land what a day what a glorious day that will be if I could use a popular term today there may be some haters down here and as some of y'all say haters are just going to hate. But while all the haters are going to hate, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about 
with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith Another translation says, since we've got such a huge crowd watching us from the grandstands. There may be adversaries down here. There may be mockers down here. But up there, there's a whole cloud of witnesses of people that who decided this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And they now have tasted of what it was they believed for. So would somebody tonight tune out what the world is saying and tune in to what the other world world says stand please the good thing about where I'm going is this here may go up it may go down it may get better it may get worse Pharaoh, let my people go. All of a sudden, some plagues started showing up. The way I understand the scripture, if my reading and study is correct, the first couple of plagues, the children of Israel experienced the same thing. The first two or three plagues, if I'm not mistaken, they experienced everything that the Egyptians experienced. But they got to about the fourth or fifth, if I'm not mistaken. And all of a sudden, when the next plague came to affect the Egyptians, there was a wall that was put around the Israelites because the king of kings decided you might be dwelling temporarily in some place that's not home but I have the ability that while you are experiencing some of the same things of where you're living those people are experiencing. I'm now going to show you the difference. I believe there's coming a time God help us there. I, 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 maybe it's just me. Maybe my discernment's off. But I just feel like there's a little bit of a doom and gloom mentality that's kind of settled in on the church. I, I don't know about you, but I just don't want to live that way. I'll tell you the way I want to live. Is I want to find out where Goshen is. Because if I can get in Goshen, there may be all kind of chaos breaking loose in Egypt. But in Goshen, there is protection. And I just kind of believe...
that there's coming a day that there may be chaos and confusion going on in this world but there's going to be some citizens of another country that God decides it's now time and I'm going to show that just because you're in the world does not mean you're of the world y'all got something I got. Well, if you don't, then let's just. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. If you're here tonight, let me just let me just get to the punchline. If you haven't been born again of the water and of the spirit, you haven't taken on a new citizenship. And I just wondered if there's anybody tonight that maybe you'd like to not take on dual citizenship, but you'd like to change your citizenship that I don't want to be a part of a world that's doomed I don't want to be a part of a world that's destined to go down but I want to change my identity and be a part of a kingdom that is going to be victorious so as we sing that again if you're here tonight and you'd like to do that I would invite you this evening to take advantage of the opportunity to become a part of a new kingdom. to do that tonight.
they're going to keep playing. We may keep singing. But if you're done, you want to go, you're welcome to. It's only a couple minutes after 8. If you're praying, we don't want to interrupt your praying. That's part of the reason we're going to keep singing and playing a little bit. But please don't just rush out. This is one time a month that we get together, so greet a few folks. Take a little bit of time to fellowship a little bit before you go. In Jesus' name.